You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 264, and it's one of our prestigious Patreon poll winning episodes. And we're talking Silent Hill for the PS1. It won our Patreon poll back in June, and uh, I'm slowly playing catch up. I know I still have to get to Wario Land 4 and Devil May Cry. Those are the two, those are the July and August's poll winners. But I'm working on it, slowly getting there. Uh, I'm slowly playing catch up, and I'm one step closer. It's finally time to get freaky. Like, scary. Like, which, like shut up. You know what I mean. Uh, I played Silent Hill 3 last year for the first time for the show. It was my first real Silent Hill experience, and I thought it was pretty cool. I, I thought the endless chain of locked doors wore on my patience a little bit, but overall, I thought it was it was well done. And a very cool alternative to Resident Evil. And I know they're different games. And every time we talk about one and the other one comes up, I get messages about that. But, like, they're probably the two most iconic horror franchises in gaming. It's very hard not to compare Resident Evil to Silent Hill. Both have pluses and minuses, in my opinion. Strengths and weaknesses. Uh, But now I've played the Silent Hill that started it all. And uh, I thought, much like Silent Hill 3, I thought it was was good. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty very good. Admittedly, I think it's hard to fully appreciate what Silent Hill does, playing it for the first time in 2023 instead of experiencing it, you know, back in 1999 or 2000 when it first came out. Games have come a long way. But I I, I will say I really didn't find 
its age and its technical limitations to be too much of an issue. Like maybe some of the scares weren't as scary today as they would have been back then. Uh, but the game holds up, still controlled well, still played well. The stuff I like about Silent Hill, I, I really, really liked. Uh, and the stuff I hated, I think I would have hated back then. I don't think it made a difference whether it came out today or it came out, you know, 24 years ago. So uh, I think it made for a pretty good podcast, if I dare say so myself. I had a lot to say about it. And before you message me and tell me, dude, you've played Silent Hill 3, you've played Silent Hill 1, when the fuck are you going to play Silent Hill 2? I hear you. I will get there eventually, I promise. It was on our Patreon poll last month. But it lost out to Devil May Cry, so don't don't blame me. Blame the blame that crying devil. Uh, my guest this week is my go-to guest for. But it's weird, both horror games and Game Boy games. He covers both ends of the spectrum here. It's an odd combination for sure. It's my buddy Patrick. He's a big Silent Hill fan, and it was fun talking to someone that knows and loves the series as much as he does from the perspective of a guy just taking his first sips of a Silent Hill drink, as it were. So for all you Silent Hillians, I hope we did your game justice. We talked about the good, we talked the bad, we talked the freaky of Harry's adventures with a crazy cat lady and a useless cop. And we'll get all there in just a minute because speaking of being fucking useless, it is time for another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. We we have our infamous intro every episode. It's pretty long, It's fu but it's fun. We talk video games and stuff. It's not just me blowing smoke up my own ass the whole time or anything like that. And it's 38% less scary than Silent Hill and less fog as well. So if you do want to skip it, if you just want Silent Hill talk, just fast forward to about the 30-minute mark and you should be into some Silent Hill words. But uh, I recommend giving the intro a chance. Now that said, I do have to do my plugs. Give me a couple of minutes, how we keep the bills on. Uh, we're extending our summer sale. Until the end of September, you can save 20%. On your order of Remember the Game merchandise over at RememberTheGamePodcast.com. Use the code RTG5. We have some new awesome designs up there, including our Saturnian World Order shirt and our fifth anniversary shirt featuring me and our CEO. It's good shit. That was all designed by my man Joe from 4545creative.com. Good dude. So show him a little bit of love. And, of course, if you don't want clothes, I get it. I understand. You can always just consider supporting us on Patreon. It's about the best deal in the history of the Internet. And our Patreon episodes are finally listenable on Spotify. Finally, fuck me. We offer four extra shows a week. Every Monday, Purple Monkey Dishwasher, our Simpsons podcast uh, with me and Mark McHugh. Every Tuesday, it's The Rambling Idiot, where I talk my comedy career, TV, movies, sports, news, whatever I feel like talking about. Every Friday, I drop Game Patch, which is my modern gaming news show. And every Thursday, it's Expansion Pass, which is a different gaming-themed show every week. We do rankings. We look back at characters, consoles, genres, franchises. We do some comedy episodes. There's what-ifs. There's a ton of modern game reviews. And this past week, it was Expansion Pass 177, and it was one of those modern reviews. I dropped my Final Fantasy 16 review. I kept it spoiler-free, like almost all of my modern game reviews, and I had quite a bit to say about it. I thought it was a really good game. It's not going to crack my Game of the Year ballot. And I don't think it sneaks into my top five Final Fantasies, uh, but it was good. And that said, I'm very interested to see where they take the franchise with 17 at some point down the road. It's pretty interesting. So uh, as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, my Final Fantasy 16 review. I have not played Final Fantasy 12 or 13, and I haven't played the MMOs 11 and 14, but I have played Final Fantasy 15. I've played Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I've played now Final Fantasy 16. And all three of those games are, are more action 
combat. They're not, there's not like an active time meter where you're standing there waiting for your turn to take a, an act or whatever. Uh, you're just moving around and mashing the attack button. And it's a lot of people have compared the combat in this game to apparently devil may cry. Uh, that is, that's more of what you're getting with this type of game. And I will say, well, I think it's probably a controversial opinion. Uh, generally I do like my RPGs better this way not always like i'm loving sea of stars right now and that's classic turn-based rpg but i do sometimes get bored playing turn-based rpgs i like a little bit of action a little bit of a little pep in my step so i i enjoy the combat in a game like this That's now available in our archives, and this week it's Expansion Pass 178. I'm dropping another modern game review, and this one probably will make my game of the year ballot, to be honest. It's uh, Sea of Stars, the new Chrono Trigger-ish JRPG from Sabotage, the nerds behind The Messenger. I loved The Messenger, and I love Sea of Stars. Cannot wait to talk about this game. It was brilliant. Took over my life for about 10 days. I fucking love this game. So that'll go live tomorrow for all our patrons. And again, subscriptions start at $3 a month. You get new podcasts every week. Instant access to hundreds of ad-free bonus podcasts you can add right to your phone. Go to rememberthegamepodcast.com and you can actually view them all on Spotify and see exactly what's in that back catalog. Not only do you get a bunch of shows, you also get access to our Discord, the chance to vote our Patreon poll every month, the ability to submit comments to be read on our shows, you can DM with me, and you even get a shout-out and you get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest patrons. Andrew Rodman, Sally Sells Seashells by the Seashore. That one, I, I'm good at tongue twisters. I can't say people's names to save my life, but if you want to drop a Peter Piper pick the pick of pickle peppers or how much wood would woodchuck cup of woodchuck could chuck wood, I'm like, I'll crush those. Just don't ask me to say your name. Then I'm fucked. Uh, Northern Albertan, Nathan Drake. Wow. Some kind of rabbit. Jeff D24, Lord Stockula. Yup, yup, yuppers. Generic name 238. <laughs> Fernando McCrew. Hey, Fernando. A shout out to anyone that gets that. Rare. No one else is going to get it, but doesn't matter. Uh, cool Gary. Prism Power 2000. Dr. Gonzo. Stephanie Lassen. Lassen. I think it's Lassen. Sorry, Stephanie. Armani Johnson. Gavin Williams. Bob Picha. Pika. Dylan Kennedy, The Beast Legend Gaming, and David Tovar. Thank you all so much for the support and welcome. To remember the game industries, you can check all that out at patreon.com slash remember the game. And don't forget, 5% of our donations get donated, or our, pardon me, of our income gets donated to the Stollery Children's Hospital as part of my 24 hour stream. And we offer annual subs that'll save you your 12 months fees. There you go. That's the plugs. They're done. Oh, yeah. You can find me on Twitch. It's free. Just come by and say hi. Twitch.tv slash remember the game. All right. Now I'm done. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment blowing in the cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. <laughs> Let's blow our first blower this week is Pee Wee Squitters. Who wrote in and said, Adam, recently I came across a Reddit post saying Mercury Steam, the studio behind Metroid Dread, was working on a Super Metroid remake. This got me so hyped, but when I looked it up, there was nothing on the internet about it, meaning the Reddit post probably wasn't true. Have you heard anything on this? If not, I need you to use your powers to will this one into existence. I, I have not seen anything about that. I think there's been rumors that there's been a Metroid, uh, Super Metroid remake in the works for a while. But nothing official. I haven't seen anything. I check the gaming news every day, and I haven't seen anything. But yes, Pee Wee Squitters, for anyone that's newer to our show, I seem to have this odd ability to will games into existence. I've happened. Uh, I, I've made it happen on numerous, numerous occasions. And uh, yes, that is what I am willing 
to use my powers for. A Super Metroid remake, even just in the exact same art style as Metroid Dread, would be a day one purchase for me. So, yep, it's out in the universe now. You should be playing it by Christmas. You're welcome. Uh, Thomas Fitzpatrick said, Hey, Adam, I'm a 17-year-old, and I'm graduating high school this year. I love retro games and your podcast. Even the most kids my age don't care that much for them. Anyway, I was just wondering if you had any suggestions on what to do if you're not sure what to do with the rest of your life. I've got good grades, and I can go to college. I'm just not sure if I want to or not. What do I do? General? Uh, well, first of all, uh, Thomas, uh, congrats on graduating. Uh, or, well, congratulations on hopefully graduating high school this year. I won't jinx it because I... <laughs> Going into grade 12, I thought it was a lock, and that was a close, that was a photo finish. Um, like they did, The ink dried on my degree as they were handing it to me, my diploma, because I didn't know if I was going to get it. Uh, but thank you for the support, and good luck. Um, honestly, I don't know. I, I Listen, I'm not going to, I don't want to take shit from everybody, but I've talked about this on The Rambling Itty before. I'm not anti-college, university, whatever, but I don't think you should go just for the sake of going. Don't get yourself into a ton of student debt just for the sake of going to school to study something that like your, you know, maybe your mom or your dad or somebody thinks you should study. Uh, I genuinely think people should take a couple years off after school. Get a job, do some traveling, have some fun, get to know the real world a little bit, and I think you'll get a better idea of what you want to do. Because I'll tell you right now, if I had gone into college right after high school, I wouldn't be doing this podcast right now, 100%. Uh, I was just fortunate I didn't have the grades to get in, and then I never bothered to go back. And some people tell me that. They're like, you shouldn't be telling kids to take a couple years off after school because then they'll probably never go back to college or university. And I'm like, good. If you don't go back, you probably didn't want to. I, I see zero merit in going to post-secondary education just because you think you're supposed to. So enjoy life. Get a job. Enjoy not having to go to school for a little while. And uh, figure out what you want. Be sure. Just be sure before you go. Don't just go because your parents or somebody told you to. That's all I would. And maybe uh, drive a forklift for 15 years and then get fed up with it. Try being able to a comedian, decide you don't want to be a comedian anymore. Wait for a global pandemic to keep you at home for six months or two years or whatever the fuck time it was. And then start a retro gaming podcast and then uh, profits. That, <laughs> that's how it works. Good luck, Thomas. Uh, smooth Operator said, hey, Adam, from time to time, I've heard you mention Push Square, the PlayStation news site. I'm an avid reader there myself, as well as Nintendo Life. And I've noticed there's someone who comments on a lot of the articles under the name of Member the Game. I was just wondering if this is you or is it an imposter? I'm joking about the imposter, but obviously uh, I was genuinely curious if it was you. It is not. For the record, uh, if you ever see me comment on any social media, I'm either going to be... I mean, I, I guess that makes sense because I, I was going to say I'm usually Member the Game, and that is Member the Game, so... Uh, your story checks out, but no, I don't. I don't make a lot of comments outside of Reddit and my social media. I really don't post very often. I don't even, I don't even post on Reddit very often. Uh, but no, it's not. I, I promise, it is not me. It might be Molly, but it is not me. And for the record, if any of you are looking for some good news sites, uh, Gamespot is my number one go-to news site. I check IGN uh, a couple of times a week, and then I really like Push Square for PlayStation news, uh, Pure Xbox for Xbox news, and Nintendo Life for Nintendo news. They're all. I think they're all by the same. Uh, people because they all look the same and they're all uh or similar like similar layouts all great news websites so highly recommend checking those out uh sorry if i sound congested my allergies have decided to uh wage a full-blown war on my sinuses these for some reason the last couple of days uh it's that nerd james said hey adam my question for you this week is what games collection would you like to start or restart for me i've been collecting xbox 360 games and the collection is growing a lot and i can't wait to play through all the games i either missed or replay them again uh you know i so i got out of collecting i don't know about 10 years ago i sold my collection i regret selling some of it now 
not all of it. Like I don't need it all back, but I wish I like I had sold like my childhood copy of Earthbound and stuff, and I wish I hadn't done that to be truthful. But uh, the only thing I really collect now is I have a small GameCube collection. GameCube games just aren't easy to get your hands on anywhere. It's one of my favorite systems ever. I think it looks cool. I think it still plays well. I love that controller. So I have a small growing collection of GameCube games. And if I had like a, you know, someone gave me like five grand or something and was like, you can only spend it on a game collection, I would probably just throw it at GameCube games. What? A, and then you watch. I'll fucking build that collection and then sure as fuck, Nintendo will add the GameCube games to their next system and fuck me that's i guarantee you that's what's gonna happen so gamecube all day la rams fan said hey adam i recently listened to the Fortnite podcast you did back in the day with your nephew and it made me realize that my niece and i share the same type of enjoyment you guys had with Fortnite when we play roblox together that's nice do you two still play certain games together even though he's older now being an uncle rocks just not when you realize you're losing to an 11 year old yeah losing to him fucking sucks uh, no, we don't. Uh, I get asked about that once in a while. Is Ben ever going to come back on the show? He's on a few episodes in the early days. Uh, ben will be 18 this year. He's in grade 12. He's got a social life. He's out doing, you know, all the stuff that the punk-ass kids do. Still a great guy. Still a great kid. He comes out and visits every summer. I love talking to him. I like him. But he's not really playing a lot anymore, period. So uh, we don't really play anything together. No plans to have him back on the show as of now. But come see me in, like, another 10 years. When he's done that phase and now he just wants to stay home again. And then maybe that was, I know I got out of gaming around his age and then went back to it once I got older and was broke. So I just need to wait for him to be broke and then he'll come back. Uh, Billy O Blues Link said, hello, Mr. Blank. I was wondering what your style is when you play Road to the Show mode in MLB The Show. What position do you pick? Do you make your avatar look like you? Do you name him Adam Blank or do you make him jacked with the best stats possible and call him something else? I've done both and was wondering what your modus operandi is. Have a fantastical week. Uh, yeah, I, so, uh, I used to create myself and I try to make him look like me and it was number, it was Adam Blank, but now I usually go with Hoju. That's the name I use in every game. So I usually create Homer Jr. is his name, and I don't make him look like me at all. I just kind of pick whatever I think is funny. I usually give him like a really greasy mustache and stuff. But I practically always play shortstop. And uh, I don't focus on like jacking up every stat. I play pretty realistic. Uh, I like I like having that like fast shortstop. I steal a lot of bases. Uh, you, and I try to get myself in a position where I'm batting like 2-3. And I'm the guy that gets on base before the power guys come up and bring bring me home, baby. But yeah, shortstop. I just I like I've always liked play like I'm not good at it in real life, but I've always liked uh, the shortstop position. I think it's cool. I think the shortstop is the coolest position. So yeah, that's all. Girls dig the shortstops, especially when you're short like me and you stop. Anyways, so yeah, shortstop. Uh, Fallen Snow Kiku said, "Hey Adam, you've mentioned before a few times that given the choice between good and evil options or campaigns and games, you usually pick the evil one. My question is, what are some of your favorite evil routes in games?" You know, that's a good question. You know, easily, the, so I, I had a hard time coming up with a few because, frankly, I don't think a lot of games do a very good job of giving you the, like, they give you the the fake uh, making you think that you can choose between being evil and good, but then there's really not that much, this, you know, there's not really that much of a difference. The story doesn't really change that much. Uh, but I will say, easily, number one for me is KOTOR. KOTOR. Easily. No, partially because I think the game is easier. I didn't know until I played it that if you play evil and go to the dark side, you have way more money. But it's also just fun to be a jerk. Plus, you can roll around with HK-47. Was that his name, that robot? I haven't played it in a few years. You're like evil robot. And def KOTOR, for sure, was my number one. Plus, I just like the dark side in Star Wars. So, uh, KOTOR, Infamous. I've always tried to play the evil playthrough in Infamous, but I never felt it did a very good job separating them. I think it would have been cool if you actually became a villain instead of just kind of like a jerk hero. Like... 
if we ever get another infamous game, which I hope we do someday, I hope you have the chance to play like you get superpowers and you can go full blown hero or full blown villain. And it totally changes the way you play depending on which way you play it. I think that'd be so sick because that's what I want. Make me a villain. Damn it. Uh, Mass Effect 2. I like to play as a jerk in Mass Effect and get all the the glowing evil scars on your face and just look disgusting. And I, I like that a lot. And then uh, in wrestling games, I always make myself like a heel and I always give myself like all the like the cheapest moves, the low blows, the eye pokes and the spitting of the poison mist and all those types of things. But I think KOTOR is easily number one. Easily. Guy, I love that game. Uh, and then before we move on, of course, it's letter time. It's letter time. And Noof on the Loose said, hey, one damn. And <laughs> I like that. Any interest in Armored Core? This is my first one and I'm having a blast. Once you get the first few missions under your belt, you start to feel like a badass. Uh, not as of now. I do think Armored Core looks kind of neat, but it's not really on my radar right now. Some of you are probably getting sick of hearing this because I do occasionally post and talk about the games I'm going to play for the rest of the year. But I, I'm telling you, not a day goes by that I don't get half a dozen, hey, you should play this. Are you going to play this? And it can be old games. It can be new games. Uh, so I just wanted to get it out there officially. If you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, at MemberTheGame, I do post the games I'm planning to play for the next few months on there once in a while, so you have a rough idea. But just so everybody knows, for the rest of this year, as far as modern games go, uh, I'm playing Starfield right now. That'll take me to Spider-Man 2 and Mario Bros. Wonder in October, which will take me to Mario RPG in November. And then if there's time in December, I'll probably try to sneak in Persona 5 Tactica. I don't think there's going to be time. Uh, and if Silk Song, Hollow Knight Silk Song, by some fluke comes out this year, then I'll, I'll, I'll find a way to squeeze it in. But that's really it. If it's not one of those, I'm probably not going to play it this year. Armored Core is a maybe someday. I will say I've been getting asked a lot about Boulder's Gate. I'm not going to play that one. I'm not saying it looks bad. It looks cool, but it's way too long, and I just I have no time as it is. So I'm not going to touch that one. If it's not one of the games I just listed, I'm probably not going to get to it today. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is the one game from this year... I wanted to get to, didn't have time that I'd like to go back to. And I don't think I'm going to have time to do that. I'm one man. And I got to spend most of my time gaming, playing old games for the show. So the new games have to take a back seat. So that's basically where, and all those games I just listed will probably get expansion pass reviews once I'm done. But that's probably every modern game I'm going to play this year. I can't see too much else squeaking in there. I, I have no more room. So anyway, thank you. We're writing in, everybody. Thanks for all your submissions. we got to keep the show moving, so let's switch it up, get to our Smash It segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. You know it, I know it. It's play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is erased from time forever. As always, there are no uh, wrong answers, but there is a right one. How did I forget that? I say that every week. Uh, but we'll get there in just a minute. And this week, since we're talking Silent Hill, and we've done like Resident Evil, Silent Hill, other old scary games on the poll before, so I decided to go all in. On the Silent Hill franchise this week. Our three contenders are Silent Hill 2, 3, and 4. And uh, 42% said to play Silent Hill 3, remake Silent Hill 2, and erase Silent Hill 4. That was the order I expected to win. But I expected it to win by a much bigger margin than 42%, quite frankly. So let me tell you what a few of you had to say here. And then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Captain Chunky Beard. I, oh, I don't like that name. I just picture this beard full of like sour milk. I, ugh. Captain Ch Chunky Beard. Captain Chunky Beard said, I remember playing 2 and 3 as a kid and they scared the shit out of me. So play 3, remake 2, and erase 4. The only reason why is because them be the rules and that's what we play by. And that's how what we play by. What the fuck? Did you mean to word it that way? You're, you're on single secret probation for fucking with my head. 
But yeah, I I expected that to be the uh, the common order because I know Silent Hill Two is the best one according to everybody, and they want the remake of it, and everybody seems to hate four. Um, but let's see, not everybody went in that order. Uh, Inside Wedge said, play Silent Hill 2 because it's great on its own as it is and it set the context for the town and the original trilogy. Remake Silent Hill 3 because I can't imagine this one being erased and it closes out the story of the first game and then erase Silent Hill 4 because it's weak and doesn't do much for the series. So I have not played Silent Hill 4 yet, but even Patrick on today's show gets into like, he really doesn't like that game either. People really just hate Silent Hill 4. It makes me want to play it and say I love it even if I don't. Just to be a just to be a a, a, a troll or a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, ah, fuck, not ah, damn it! When you go against what everybody else, is, contrarian. I was like con conversationalist. That's not the word. A contrarian. <laughs> ah, word of the day. David Phillips said, uh, "Tough one. Play Silent Hill three because I really love Heather and I found the story very good. Remake Silent Hill four. Change this into kind of a Metroidvania with Henry trapped in his room and slowly going farther and farther into Silent Hill, trying to find his way out. Erase Silent Hill 2. This is likely the best of the three, but Pyramid Head got way overused because of this game. So maybe if Silent Hill 3 became Silent Hill 2 instead, things could be different overall. That is a hot, and I'm not judging because I haven't played 4 or 2, but very few people wrote in saying, remake Silent Hill 4 and erase Silent Hill 2. That is, wow, wow. Spicy take, David. I like it. Uh, Hibs Habs said, play all three. Scary, or erase all three. Scary games give me diarrhea. You're on double secret probation for not playing by the rules, and I don't usually read these, but I wanted to read this one because I sympathize because scary things also give me diarrhea. So I, I, can, I feel you, Hibs Habs. I feel you. And Phil Lencher said, I love this franchise. I'm playing Silent Hill 4. It was a much better game than even I gave it credit for upon its release. Ooh. I'll remake Silent Hill 3. It was great to continue this story started in the first game. And I'll erase Silent Hill 2. It doesn't have a place in the timeline. It's also the most overhyped of the bunch. R wow. I ask you, kind listeners that love Silent Hill, is Silent Hill 2 overhyped? I gotta play this game. I will get to it eventually. I gotta see... I got to see for myself if it's all that, like people say it is. Uh, personally, I'm going with the runner-up option on the poll this week. 24% of you did it, as did some kind of rabbit who said, I never played any of these, but most series from this era got worse as they went along. So following that logic, I'll play Silent Hill 2 because it's probably still good. I'll remake Silent Hill 3 because it's probably still okay, but I assume the series was getting sketchy by this point. And erase Silent Hill 4 because this deep in a series with a number and a subtitle, it pretty much has to suck. I love your fucking logic, some kind of rabbit. I love it. Uh, same order for me, but different reasoning. I'm going to play Silent Hill 2 because I haven't, and I'm sick of hearing about it. I need to see for myself if it's all that and a bag of chips or if it's overhyped. I'm going to remake Silent Hill 3 because uh, I've, I've, I've played it. I like it, but I want it to play like Re uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Uh, yes, and get rid of some of the locked fucking doors. And then I'm going to erase Silent Hill 4 because, honestly, I think 3 is enough. And uh, everybody else seems to hate Silent Hill 4, so I might as well be cool and hate it as well. Uh, so there you go. Thanks, everybody, that wrote in to play along this week, as always. Uh, I'll tell you what I've been playing, and then we'll get into the Silent Hill talk in just a minute after we pause for me to have some water and hear a quick word from one of our sponsors, hopefully, maybe. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone. Like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but 
Kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That could be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans in tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. All right, what have I been playing over the last week? Uh, Silent Hill. A lot of Silent Hill. Finished it, done it, gonna talk about it shortly. Sea of Stars! Played a lot. That game took over my fucking life for like 10 days. Played it, loved it. We'll talk about that on Expansion Pass tomorrow. And then I finally have gotten into Starfield. I started playing it a couple of days ago. Really put my first like session into it last night. Um, neat. I can't decide yet. I'm. I, people keep telling me you gotta go like 10, 20 hours in, which I think is ridiculous. But uh, don't love it yet, don't hate it yet. Definitely gonna keep playing it. I'm not going anywhere. I'll, I'll be playing Starfield until Spider-Man and Mario drop next month, for sure. So uh, there you go. Let's talk Silent Hill. That's why you kids are here. As always, I like to let my guests sound off on the game we're covering before my... Or I like to let the listeners sound off on the game we're covering before my guest and I hog the microphone. So let's see what a few of you had to say here. Cowabungai said, oh man, I love this game. I actually prefer this to the sequel. I know, I know, for shame, but oh well. I used to play this in Clock Tower a crap ton of times with my best friends and sister when they spent the night. I'm not a huge Sony guy, but the PSX had some of the best games for the generation. The way they did the fog to hide limitations was great, and I didn't think of that when I was so as I was so into the game. I hope you enjoyed this one, and don't let the graphics and controls turn you off too much. Being born in 85, I was the right age when this game came out and was the first game to truly creep me out along with clock tower game on a b i want to say for the record like a lot of people dunk on the controls and we're going to get into that in like two minutes here i really don't think the controls are that bad at all i really think people are overreacting saying that tank controls are shit I, i'm just they really don't bother me other things about this game bother me but not the controls um matthew burke said i love 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 this game i originally played it as a teenager and it freaked me the heck out i replayed it this summer on my handheld emulator and the nostalgia and the bad voice acting scratched all those hard to reach itches that we need old games to hit dude the voice acting is horrendously bad and i'm all about it that got it some points i love the bad voice acting 
Uh, I looked at the trap, Ray. Said, I remember getting this back in the day. Truly terrifying. It made Resident Evil look like child's play. I always thought that while Resident Evil was survival horror, this should have been called survival terror. It erased the B-movie-esque parts of Resident Evil and replaced it with something that was heart-pounding and didn't rely on jump scares. I love this game so much, and to this day, I still get anxious going through the school. It's a roller coaster that only lets up when the light fog reappears as you finish. This game starts off by grabbing you by the throat, doesn't let up until you are done, back when Konomi gave two shits about their games. I love that final point. Where in the fuck? I know, Konami's making their, like, pachinko or whatever the fuck machines now. They're casino machines. I miss it when Konami was like, we make good video games. Oh, my God. I miss them. Well said, Trapped Ray. I, well said. Uh, Victor from Regina said, the air quality in real life is starting to resemble the draw distances in this game, and if that isn't scary, I don't know what it is. When I was a kid, the radio static drove me up the wall in this game. I think the radio static in Silent Hill is the single coolest thing these games do. And and Patrick and I are going to get into that in a second. I love the radio static mechanic in Silent Hill. If you've never played them, you have a radio on, and when enemies are getting close, the static kicks in. And it, I fucking, what a, I love that system so much. Uh, and Impressive Beans said, thank you, loud. Loud. I love that. This game is the reason my pupils dilated with fear as a kid growing up. I remember being so pissed. I couldn't get past the beginning because I couldn't find the damn key. Shout out to GamePro for dropping a strategy guide to help me get past that part. We talk about that in a minute. Uh, well, this game wasn't the prettiest or the sexiest controls. It was paramount, solidifying my love for many horror games to follow, game series to follow. Let's not forget that it spawned Silent Hill 2, which to me was the bar in psychological horror games and in some ways still is. Can't wait to hear your review, good or bad. Yeah, that, those keys at the very beginning of the game is fucking stupid but anyways uh let's get into it it's time to talk about silent hill with my buddy patrick i'm excited you're excited i'm gonna queue up some music and when it stops patrick and i are gonna take a look back at silent hill which originally released on the playstation in north america on february 23rd 1999 enjoy the podcast everybody let's go All right, so just a quick heads up, everybody, before I introduce my guest to talk about the game or anything. Uh, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I know sometimes I'm pretty anal about not spoiling stuff. I don't think we can talk about a game as dedicated to its story as Silent Hill without spoiling things. So just know that the spoilers are coming, all right? You've been warned. I don't want any angry letters. Uh, joining me via the blank phone this week to spoil Silent Hill is uh, my go-to guy for, for... It's funny, dude. You're like the go-to guy for horror games and the Game Boy. Like, Yeah, it's an, it's a, I like to live in this kind of duality of a, of a lifestyle. Yeah, you, you're like Harry. And the Game Boy is like the world when it's not in the danger place. And then these horror games are like when you go into the danger place. You're both. That's, you're, right. that, that's you. Yeah. Um, it is my buddy. Patrick. I'm living in a, in a, in a personal silent hill. All yeah. The time. Yeah. Yeah. You're this, this podcast, uh, brings out <laughs> your inner silent hill. It, uh, it is my buddy, Patrick. How are you, man? How you been? I'm good. I'm good. We're returning to, uh, traveling back in time from the last time we talked from silent hill three to silent hill one. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's okay. So I've, yeah, I've played silent hill one and three now. And before, as I know, you and I were just talking about this off the air. We might as well address the elephant in the room. I'm fully aware that everybody says Silent Hill 2 is the best of the uh, the series, quite frankly. Correct. Um, I'm playing the ones that win Patreon polls. All right? So don't y'all get mad at me 
These are the ones that won the polls. Silent Hill 2 was, obligations. Yeah, and Silent Hill 2 was just on a Patreon poll and it lost to Devil May Cry. You so, guys have let me down. It had its chance and it and it blew it. I will ask you, dude, before we get into Silent Hill 1, um, how would you have you played four? I know you've played one, two, and three. Have you played four? Yes, we dis- we discussed this earlier too. Okay. I do not like four very much. Right. So, how would you rank the original four Silent Hill games from worst to best? Four would be the worst. Um, it used to be two, one, three, four, but since we've revisited and I kind of got to spend more time with three again, I, it's tough. It's like two for sure is number one, and then it's a toss between like one and three. I'm still feeling having played both one and three recently within this year for this podcast um three was still more fun for me than revisiting one and then four is i don't want to talk about four Fair don't enough. have me out for four <laughs> i love it you got it you got to finish the series if you're if you're on the, if you're the guest <laughs> if you're the guest for two and i'm sure you will be then you've got to come back for four at some point we can we can we have other games. We can go Shattered Memory. <laughs> yeah. We can go Origins. Like we can we can do prequels, remakes. I'm, I'm anything else other than four. We can go to the Game Boy again and just talk about something safe That's over right. there. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. No, I'm excited. I, I want to play two at some point. Um, I do know what Pyramid Head is into, and that yeah. guy just from the images I've seen scares the fuck out of me. But I am looking forward to playing two. I gotta say though, like I was, like I was excited to play this one. After playing three, because Silent Hill three was my first Silent Hill, and I enjoyed it, and I was looking forward to playing this one and seeing where it all started. Um, and I don't want all of you Silent Hill fans to get anxious right now, listening to this and being like, "Ah, oh, we've waited five years for this episode, and now he's gonna shit all over a game." I'm not gonna shit all over your game at all, but I will. I will just say I think I like Silent Hill three better. I don't know if that's a hot take. I think I liked three better. Yeah, I mean that's that's hard to. Um, that would be like saying you like Resident Evil 4 more than 2. You know, like you're you're jumping a system, you're jumping sure. graphics, you're jumping, you know. Yeah, um, I agree with that. But, I mean, I don't think that's really an unfair, you know. You're 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 taking a game that specifically, like, for as groundbreaking as it is on the system, um, Silent Hill 1, it, it is still kind of an ugly-looking game, you know. Oh, for the time, yeah. it's fantastic, but like we were talking before we started, it, it is very dated looking. Yeah, it's interesting, man, because like I've, I've said this on the podcast numerous times. I think there's not a genre in gaming that has benefited from the advances in technology more than the horror genre. Maybe racing games, because they can go faster and smoother. But right. like, look at Silent Hill, and then look at like Resident Evil 4 Remake. And it's just, yeah. like, right. graphics play such a big role in a horror game, in making you feel that immersion. I'm not a graphics guy. But it's like, yeah. you're playing Silent Hill 1, and like, sure, there's moments that are scary, but I'm like, the guy is made of Lego. Like, everything, you know what it, I mean? I'm like, this, it's, it's, it's... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, but, but where this game really excels in that, in that sense is not necessarily the imagery, but it's like the feeling, the, the, the use of like the darkness and the snowing and the fog and everything. Um, really, it goes for more of a psychological horror rather than a straight up, um, you know, visual horror. Totally. Or, you know, Agreed. Frightening imagery. Agreed. There is some of that, and there's some really good stuff where they do use it. Oh, yeah, for sure, 100%. And I think this game makes use of what it has, like, ex- und- like incredibly well. Like, we're going to get into the whole fog and everything, but it's like, I know there's some PS1 games. Like, have you ever played Spider-Man on the PS1? Absolutely. And, like, the streets. Talk about and a game every- that utilizes fog. Yeah, right? And all the streets and everything are covered in fog, and it's clearly, like, yeah. 
the PS1 can't load everything, so let's hide it behind yeah. the fog. And yeah. I, I, I assume that maybe that was part of the reason they did the fog in Silent Hill. But unlike I, Spider-Man, I, I so. what's that? I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I think that was it was kind of part of the limitations of the system. Totally. But the difference is, unlike Spider-Man, where it seemed kind of cheap and cheesy, it, like it actually added a lot. Like it worked so well in this game that it's like I didn't even never, never once was I like this is only here because the game can't load. It was like no, this is yeah. adding atmosphere and stuff. It's really cool. I, I, I believe Silent Hill to be the town of constant fog and the world's widest city streets. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Fuck me. This oh fuck. We'll get into that too. I just like I, I want to make sure I make this clear to everybody off the top because like I am I have some criticisms of this game, but like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize. Like, you see things that are clearly just a result of it coming out in 1999. And I and I think to truly experience Silent Hill for everything it is and, and to have a true, like, not appreciation, because I appreciate it, but, like, to fully understand what it was doing, I really think this is a game that had to be ex uh, experienced back when it came out. Like, I think this is a hard one to play for the first time now and have it have the impact it would have had if you'd played it in 1999. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think you would have been better off if you started with this one and then went either like to two and then three, or you did this one, then two, or then three being like the direct sequel to this right, one. Right, right. That might have been a little bit, um, I think that might have kind of gotten rid of some of that that feeling. But yeah. for sure, it's, I mean, even revisiting it for the podcast, this is the first time I've played it in years now. And, uh, there's something that happens with these games where you start playing them and you're like ah, tank controls and you you know you got to kind of get the muscle memory of, of these old style games and it's, there's this kind of hump to get over where you're like camera and combat and all of this stuff but then the game is so good that once you kind of get past that you don't really think about it anymore. Sure, and I want to say for the record, like I know how many people are critical of the tank controls. Uh, hot, t I, I am pro tank controls. When it, especially when it I, comes I to old school horror games. Them. Yeah, I found myself, as I was playing this, I was like, I really do enjoy, like, tank controls. Yeah. Like, now, now, that said, though, because, like, I feel the same way about, like, the old school Resident Evil games. I'm like, people dunk on the tank controls, but I'm like, they work in this. It makes it, yeah, like, if you, had free, yeah. if you had free control of your character, I think it would take away some of the horror because the, the bad guys would be too easy to fight. The, yeah, especially the panic. Like, the big, the big thing of being, like, you know, you've got your left and right sidestep your your running strife around and then it's like uh, the the jumping backwards to dodge yeah. and that's it like you you know you can quick turn and try to run away but you're in a in a panic situation you're kind of at the mercy of what you are able to remember how to do in the moment totally yeah yeah like like now that said uh while i defend the tank controls like in the original resident evil 2 playing the remake of resident evil 2 i was like oh this is way better but like, but I can yeah. defend the tank controls, and sure. let's just let's be honest. Like, there's there's no way you can talk Silent Hill or Resident Evil without comparing them to each other. They're always gonna be, you know, yeah. like Nadal and Federer. Like, they're always gonna be attached to the hip with each other. But I but I will say that like, does like, like you're a bigger Silent Hill fan than me. Like, does anyone play Silent Hill for the combat? You know what I mean? Like it it like the combat is is there and it works but like resident evil you are shooting zombies and stuff to me yeah. silent hill is more about like creeping around and the horror and the solving of the puzzles than the combat yeah. the combat it's, it's is again there. it's that difference of like say like an action horror versus a psychological horror yeah agreed. you you have the combat you have the ability to kill everything if you want um 
but it's less focused on that. Totally. You know, just yeah. in even not having like any of the, the ability to aim at parts of the body. It's just a straight up take your shot, kick them when they're down, hit them with a hit them with a pipe. Yeah. Well, I'm like, dude, this is so this is my second Silent Hill game, and I have to say, like, I hate boss fights, but most of the time I hate boss fights because I just find them hard and I, I suck at them and I get mad when I lose. Like, yeah. I have yet to even remotely struggle with a boss fight in a Silent Hill game. <laughs> they, it's almost, I don't even know why they're there. You just mass yeah. shoot and stand there and you're fine. Yeah. Uh, and I found I the same thing with this yeah. one. It's more, a, I think, a story piece than it is like an obstacle. Sure. Yeah, I, I love this. You know, up the, the horror factor. Yeah, because the boss fights are just, they're fucking, they're whatever. Fighting the enemies is is here or there, but the boss fights are always, like, they load up, and I'm like, oh, fuck, here comes a giant mole rat worm thing yeah. that farts yeah. poison. Here comes the big fucking puking poison moth thing and then it's like yeah. oh just keep your distance and mass shoot when they come up and you'll be fine the fu- dude Pretty much, we'll yeah. we'll get there we'll get there but the final boss i i was streaming <laughs> this when i finished the game and i was like that's it that was it and that yeah. was it Did you do the like the the circle running in in place to just avoid the lightning yeah i don't and, know which which uh yeah which oh which i got the, i got the bad ending i got the bad ending. okay yeah um. Anyway, yeah. So let's get it. I just I had to get that out there. The boss fights are laughable in this franchise. So, um. Yeah. Okay. So let let's. I, I want to because I didn't play this until about two weeks ago. I assume you've been playing this game for like twenty five years now, almost. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't play it when it came when it first came out, but I think I played it when after Silent Hill Two had come out. That's when okay. I uh, got a copy of it. And kind of when the PlayStation One was on its way out, I got a a copy that I bought off of somebody for pretty cheap just to add to my collection. Cause I had been playing two and I think three was about to come out at okay. that time. Good, good investment because I looked into buying a copy of this yeah. game to play for I the show. I still had it. Yeah. I don't have that I kind of money. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. Um, my God. Yeah, I, did, I did not get, I did not get for it what it's worth now for sure. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Like I, dude, where the fuck is this franchise? Like, how has Silent Hill yeah. been dead for... I know PT I know. almost brought yeah. it back and didn't, but what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, Konami. I know. That's, that's, that's kind of something. I, I think they've kind of fucked too much around with, uh, like, the prequel and then doing the remake. I think if they if they did a next-gen remake of 2, that could possibly bring it back. That's what I would like to see. That seems to be the most logical kind of next step. Rather than trying to make a new story, just give people what they want, which is up, update 2. Sure, I'm. I'm. I'm just making sure that I'm not crazy before I fucking say this. But I'm. I'm like, they are remake. Yeah, they are. There is a, a remake of Silent Hill Two coming. I've I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. I've they they announced it, it but... uh, a few months ago. It is coming. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know like when. I feel like I've been hearing that for years. Yeah, totally. But uh, it is coming. So I I gotta play the original before that comes out, so I can try that out. But. Anyway, okay, so, yeah, so you started this game, and you're hairy, and I will say after playing 3, it was kind of neat because I understood some of what was going on in this game. Yeah, to, to kind of, yeah, understand. And that's why I think, like, if you had done 1 and 3, it would have been a little bit better of an experience to go into 3 knowing the story of 1. But sure. it's cool It's cool going back the other way, too. Now, that said, uh, and some of you are going to criticize me for this, and that's fine, um, and I, I feel the same way about Resident Evil. I don't completely understand what the fuck is going on <laughs> like i had to look up the synopsis after i finished it and i read yeah. it and i was like yeah. okay i think i get it but i still don't totally yeah. get it it's a very 
convoluted maybe i don't know if that's the word it's it's very it's very yeah it's very story driven and it it um like I have friends who who love this series. I've got one fan, friend in particular who could tell you the entire story, the entire series, how everything works together. And I have a hard time when, especially when, when I'm playing through it, I'm going kind of like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, like I now now I think part of the problem too is if if you're listening to this and you have not played Silent Hill, I mean, you you can't fucking afford it. But uh, if you ever get a chance to play it, like I I really think. Like, I played it over two weeks, and I had, like, three, four-day breaks in between and stuff like that. Yeah. I really think this is a game best marathoned. Like, trying to come back yeah. to it and remember what the fuck was going on and stuff, I found that yeah. very difficult. I found, especially towards the end, where they really piled on, like, the cult stuff. Yeah. And you're collecting, like, a, a lot of those, like, little amulets and stuff, and you're kind of going, like, what? Yeah. The overall story, like, I understand... Yeah, the overall story of it and like how it ties into three, um, but well, it is it does feel so like the very, yeah, it feels it feels poetic in the way that they try to explain it to you almost like we we had a joke when you were when you were um, when you were playing it. I said like some of the puzzles in the stories like you either have to be like a genius or a poet to understand this game. Yeah. Yeah, oh, buddy, we'll ooh, we'll get to those fucking puzzles. <laughs> we'll get, ooh, oh, oh, I'm going to sound off on those fucking puzzles. But, like, I forgot how, the, like, when I beat the game, I forgot how it started. And then, and I, again, I think it's because, and that's not the game's fault. That's right. me playing it in short chunks over two weeks. Yeah. So then I had to look it yeah. up, and I'm like, oh, yeah. So the whole game starts with, like, Harry and his daughter, adopted daughter, driving. Mm -hmm. And then, like, they, if I'm not mistaken, they, like, they crash, don't they? There's like a yeah, like a yeah. little girl's out in the middle of the road, and they crash, yeah, and yeah. find themselves they in this town. And, crash, yeah. and then, and then she's gone. Right, and then as you're playing through the game, you're like, you're going to like demon Silent Hill to real Silent Hill, like back and forth. And there's this mm -hmm. cop that dude, that cop, I don't remember her name, Sybil or something. Sybil, yeah. The Sybil most Bennett. useless police officer yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. Chief Wiggum yeah. would fire her. Like yeah. she, it, it, I kind of feel awful. like all all of the other characters just kind of get in the way, and like they they seem to just be there to create the end game result of what story you get. Depending, like, did you do X, Y, and Z with these other characters? Well, that affects the end of the game. They don't really feel like they add a lot of um, right. depth to the story. And and I want to get to that because like, so basically, yeah, like you're in this town and you're trying to find your daughter, and the whole town is demons and shit. And then eventually, like, you kind of get hints that like. There was like some witch voodoo some here. Spooky stuff and, going on. Yeah, yeah. And then at the very end of the game, at least in the bad ending that I got, uh, everybody's dead. Did you like get I, bad or bad blood? Uh, I I think bad. Did Harry die? Uh, I don't know if he was dead or if he was asleep in his car. Oh, he's dead. Okay, <laughs> he's dying. Yeah, okay. He was in his car. That was the end of it. So I think that, I think that's bad plus. I think that's the worst one you can get. But this is one of my like. This is a minor criticism of the game. Really, my only major criticism is those fucking puzzles, which we'll get to. But, like, I was reading about all the other endings and stuff afterwards because there was, like, bad plus, bad, good, good plus, and then the funny alien one, which I love that they yeah. do that, by the way. Um, I, dude, I have no fucking clue what I had to do to get one of those good endings. Like, I read what I had to do, but I'm like, I don't ever remember there even being an opportunity to do that. But maybe yeah, maybe yeah. being a product of 1999, they were, like, making you replay it multiple, multiple, multiple times and experiment and so. stuff will extend your, yeah. your play time. 
yeah and i think like yeah the only reason i so i ended up with the the bet like with good plus and the only reason i knew that is because of years of like looking at walkthroughs and knowing like the the thing that the one major thing that gets you the um the good endings is that the bottle to save the sybil where you 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 get a bottle. I think it's in the hospital. You get an empty water bottle out of the kitchen, and you fill it with the red liquid. I, I had that. Um, I had that that bottle. Smashed. And so when you fight Sybil, um, when she turns evil at the at the uh, the carnival or whatever, yeah, on the you get right here. next to her. Yeah, you get right in front of her. You just let her. You either walk up to her, or let her walk up to you, and then you just you use the bottle on her, and it splashes on her, and it, it uh, extracts the parasite that's inside her that oh. was making her evil. How? And then the other thing is is doing the the Kaufman side quest. You gotta find him and Which help I, him out. I did find him, but then I never. I'm not criticizing. Like I, I want to make sure I make this clear because I know Silent Hill fans are gonna come after me if I like. I don't hate it, but I just like maybe I'm just not good at these games. I don't know how anybody would figure that out. Like I, know. I yeah I, 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 I yeah. Like, I fought her on the merry-go-round, and I never even thought to be like, maybe this bottle of red fluid that I've had <laughs> yeah. the whole game will save her. And I think I think that's a product of playing through it multiple times because you would have played it and then gone, well, I didn't I didn't have this bottle. Like, this bottle didn't do anything. Like, right. I wasn't able to use it at all. Um, like, when my first time I completed the game, I get the same, and he, it was the bad ending, not the bad plus. I was mistaken about that, where, where Harry dies, where you don't, you don't help uh, Kaufman and you kill Sybil because Which that's is, how that's I was what, That's what happened, yeah. Yeah, you just kill her. I, that's what I always thought, too. I never, um, had I not been, you know, years later looking at walkthroughs and stuff in other playthroughs, I would have never known to even, uh, like, use that bottle anywhere. No. And then Kaufman, I found him at one point, and then I never came across him again. And I feel like I didn't miss anything, you know. And you, Did you, like, what, at the motel, did you see him there i don't remember i talked to him once and uh he talked about how like the yeah, town yeah. is going crazy or something and that's the only time i ever yeah. dealt with him so you you have to you have to um you have to run into him again at the um it's a bar actually it's not a it's not a motel it's a bar when you i think it's when you um cross across Silent hill the bridge into the resort area or whatever they call it it's yeah got, like the motel and uh there's a bar. Yeah. You have to go to the bar and there's a cutscene in there that triggers like an optional um, kind of side quest. You pick oh. up some items that leads you on a chase around the small. Otherwise, there's nothing to do in that. Um, like you'll go to the motel, but there's you won't get into anything. Fuck yeah, I uh, even went to the motel and I couldn't figure yeah. where the fuck I was doing there. Ah, yeah, you have it was to right there. seen him at the bar first and okay. then you go to, I think, a restaurant and uh, and there's a bunch of clues that lead you to these different rooms and keys that unlock and eventually he... Um, that's how you get the uh, good ending because he, you have to find this little vial of, um, I don't know, some kind of liquid. I can't remember what it's called, but he takes it from you. You find it inside a motorcycle for some reason. It's not like the gas cap of a motorcycle. And he takes it and he's like, what are you doing? Quit fucking around. And then he shows up at the end of the game and splashes it on the, uh, the incubator. Oh, man. I like, I got to say, man, like I, I, I'm conflict. Okay, so like, part of me wishes that I had played this back in '99, 2000, because I feel like it would hit a little harder if I had experienced it, experienced yeah. it in its era. But I gotta like, say like, too, if I had not had the internet, like if I had tried to play this back in 1990, I didn't have the internet at home in 1999. It was grade ten. I didn't have the internet back then. Uh, that like, I know it's gonna age me to some listeners, but like, not everybody had just a computer full of like internet back then. Yeah. And if I had not I been able to look shit up, yeah. 
if if I had not been able to look shit up, I gotta say, I, I don't, I don't, I would not have finished. I would have rage quit this game in nineteen ninety. This feels like a, a product of one of those things where it's like you would have heard about the good ending from your friend's brother. Yeah, you know, like you'd have a friend with an older brother who's like, "Oh, this is how you you got to do this," because he's played it and gotten all five endings because he found out about it somehow. Totally, and but it's, like, yeah, I, like my my first playthrough of this game, I didn't even finish it because I ended up in a situation where I had no. I had no pistol ammo and I was, I had a save, I had a save spot where I was just, I would leave a building. And I was constantly being chased by like two flying monsters and three dogs. And I could just outrun them enough to get to the next place, but I didn't know where to go. Right. And I got to a point where I just didn't want to play it anymore. Cause I was so afraid of running around in the, in the town with these things chasing me. Yeah. There's no way to fight them no, and I... not knowing where to go. And I, I didn't, I never, was able to finish it the first time I played it. I get that, dude. Like, I forget these endings because I'll be honest. Like, you're, I, I can see how, like, if this was like the old, like, we always say this with these old games, but like this, if this was the game you had growing up and you played it over and over, I could see how you, you're right. I've got this bottle of fluid that I've, I never found anything to do with it. I'm gonna try it on everything because a lot of these games, yeah, exactly. and a lot of yeah. the games from this era, Parasite Eve, this Resident Eve, Dino Crisis, a lot of these games, um. A lot of it is just trial and error, like just picking, sure. tapping yeah. X everywhere you go, and just trying different items at different times and seeing what works. And yeah, I and, and I and get it's that. Apparent that they they want you to play through multiple times because they reward you based on your first playthrough, and you can get those extra items and stuff when you when you play through again afterwards. Right, right. So I I, I that I can I can get on board with I um because I was frustrated. I'll I'll be honest. Like when I finished the game, like dude, when you have that final fight. Uh, and, and she's just like shooting lightning everywhere and you, you don't even have to, you barely even move. Just kind of stand a little you, bit off You the just side. run around in circle. You and, just, you yeah. just hold square and the L or R1 and just run around in circle in, in place and it'll miss you every time. Yeah. And, and the, rifle and you, rounds and do yeah. It. You just pump her full of bullets and then she dies. And then that was the end of the game. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? That's it. And then I, thanks to playing Silent Hill three, I knew there were all these other endings and I looked them up and I was like, Oh, mm -hmm. I see. I still wasn't sure how to get all that. Um, that kind of stuff I can get past, but there's a couple of things in this game that like, and this is what I mean. If I had played this in 99 without the internet and stuff, I think I would have gotten stuck and I would have been like, I don't, I give up. I don't know what the fuck you want. 100%. That's um, what happened to me the first time. Exactly. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll let a sponsor hopefully come in and say a couple of words. Cause if I keep saving up my sponsor dollars, maybe I can buy a physical copy of Silent Hill one of these days. Uh, and then when we get back, I, I want to get into some of the bigger roadblocks I had over the endings. We'll, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it, Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... 
It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. Okay, so you and I were just talking about how there's a couple of roadblocks. I got to say, dude, right off the top, in that very first part of the game, when you're running around downtown and you you, you find... Um, I wasn't sure where to go. I had to get to the school. And everywhere is a dead end. Everywhere. Yeah. And, I, and people on my yeah. stream are trying to help me, and I'm like, no, I want to figure it out on my yeah. own. Finally, I just yeah. happened to come across the broken road with the papers laying there. But you never would find those unless, like, you just happen to go up to it the right way. Yeah, you literally just have to, yeah, explore everything and, and, and keep utilizing the map and kind of uh, realizing where you can and can't go. Yeah, and I don't know about you. I'm curious what you think because, like, I that didn't make me angry per se, but I did, I did find it frustrating that, like, that's what you need me to do. And the only way there are no hints on the map telling you this is where these papers are or anything. You basically just run around like an idiot until you happen to well, go they, to the right place and find don't it. They, don't they circle like this is where you have to go on the map? They, they only did it for a few places like the hospital. And they they I did. I remember if the school does that. Yeah, they did, but they circled the fucking school. And then every road to the school was blocked. Right. And so you so just you, have to keep yeah, checking alleys and, and finding yeah. And then eventually you find a paper that says to go to the house with the dog house. Oh, to go to the dog house. Yes. And then it okay. has the yeah. door with the three yeah. locks on it. Right. And yeah. um, there were too many other instances where I found that to be an issue. But right, like if yeah. I had rented this for a weekend, I might have quit right there. I might have been like, yeah. I don't get what the fuck you want me to do. Yeah, um, and this is, I mean, this is pretty much where I ended up getting stuck the first time I played it when I was young was just not knowing where to go. I think it was probably after the school, kind of the second time you get into Silent Hill and just like not having any ammo and running around and just dogs constantly chasing me, flying oh. monsters and going like, I don't know what to do. I'm panicking. I'm just running and just weaving in and out of these massive streets uh, trying to avoid these things, but they're constantly behind me. And I just, I ended up getting too scared where I was just like, I can't, I can't handle the anxiety. <laughs> of this and, and I just, I put it down for years uh, before I, before I played it again. And it, and it does the same fucking thing silent hill 3 did locked door simulator and there are instances oh, where you're just running around this what's that it's not gonna get better when you get to two. Oh. We, i know i've made this comment before but oh. I, can't, I can't wait for you to play two fuck it just drives me insane i don't know why people aren't more irritated by this running around this game just trying to open doors hoping you find one that fucking opens i will never you and i got into this about it with silent hill 3 as well i i will never understand the appeal of the non-stop trying to open locked doors i will never get it it yeah, makes it, me crazy what, one one thing to to um kind of to the credit of that that style is Later on in the game, when it kind of gets like scarier, and you're in the you're in the hospital, and then you're in the like the crazier Silent Hill other world kind of environment, you almost don't want there to be any other way to go. Like you're checking doors, but you're going like, I hope nothing's in. Like I hope I can just like these are all locked. I can just go to the next thing. You're like, right. Yeah. In a right. sense, I was like relieved to be like, okay, it's annoying to check these doors, but I'm happy there isn't more stuff going on. Here. Yeah, I, I'll I'll, I'll really concede that. Yeah, I'll concede that. <laughs> it got to the point where I was like, dude, near the end when you're in like the haunted hospital and it's 
it's fucked. And you're just like, for the love of yeah. Christ, don't open, please. Yeah, like don't. Yeah, most of these are locked, and I'm happy about it. Yeah, agree. I'll I'll concede that 100. percent Um, the other big roadblock, for, and and I promise, like, I want to talk about some more good stuff too. I'm not just gonna shit on it, but like the other thing about this game that I I really got frustrated by were some of these puzzles, man. What? Oh yeah. Who the the piano puzzle? Yeah. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. The door puzzle with the eight colored blocks. Yep. And fuck, what's the third one? Um, the astrology puzzle. Yes, the astrology puzzle. I, yeah. I, I, I love doing escape rooms. Okay, and I love puzzles. I'm a big. I like, and I'm the guy that's like, I don't give a shit if we ever leave the first room of this escape room. I hate asking for a hint. I will if the team wants to, but I hate it. I had to right. look up at least hints for all three of those puzzles, yeah. and yeah. all three of them aggravated me because it wasn't <laughs> I looked up the hint and I was like, oh, I can't believe I didn't figure that out. It was like a, I never would like, have figured that out. I don't know poetry well enough to understand what this bird thing is about. Oh, my God. Like, I see how you could solve these puzzles. I never would have. Yeah. Maybe I, I'm just I, dumb. I don't know. I did a yeah. I looked at walkthroughs for the puzzles as well this time around, and uh, I remember um, the one I was reading about the astrology one, and the, the opening sentence was, "For those of you familiar with astrology, this will be simple." And yes. Like, so what about the rest of us fucking idiots? Yeah, that's exactly. About that was the same walkthrough I looked up, and they were, yeah, and then they, yeah. and then they told you the solution, but they never told you how they yeah. got it. Yeah, I was like, okay, so I guess yeah. <laughs> but then someone in my chat pointed out that you had to. It was like the number of limbs. And it was, uh, okay. and I was like, yeah. "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Like, but I like, yeah. but I never would have thought that because I'm looking at all these symbols, and I know some of these are are zodiac signs, and I'm like, or whatever yeah. the fuck, and I'm like, there must be a clever way to solve this. Yeah, fuck yeah. me, dude. The, the, fucking the only puzzles. one I liked was the uh, the two paintings with the camera, and then they just show the yes the shapes they can make, and I'm like, I'm a genius, I can do that. Me too. I solved that one, and I was like, I swear to God, they put that here just to make me feel better about myself. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a it's a late puzzle too. Like, yeah. It's like what? They're, yeah, they're like, if you've made it this far, you've probably used the walkthrough a couple of times. Now we'll help you. I And let me say for the record that, like, because I, I generally prefer Resident Evil to Silent Hill. I just do. I like the zombies better. I like the action better. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I'm two for two on Silent Hill games. I haven't hated either one. I like puzzles, and I like the way Silent Hill leans into the – they break up the tension with puzzles. And I like that. But I'm like, dude, these puzzles are like – like if I played it on easy mode, would they have been easier puzzles? Because these puzzles no. are fucked. Oh my god, I've been waiting like a week to rant about these fucking puzzles, <laughs> and I'm so glad I, that I you think, got stuck on them too. At least that makes me feel a little better. I, I'm not 100 percent certain. It's been a while since I played it, but I feel like two does the best version of these puzzles, where they're not incredibly difficult, okay. but they still like are a little bit challenging. But you at least they kind of make sense. Sure. From what I what I, I might be wrong when we uh, we go to talk about it and I play through it and go I was way wrong about this but that's kind of what I I think is so good about that one is is they take that and they they make it make a little bit more sense in the context of what you're doing I think okay because yeah like I criticize me if you want write in and call me dumb I don't care I could not for the life of me figure out some of these puzzles. And I was getting so frustrated with them because that was like, I love puzzles. That was like, that should have been my favorite part of the game and it ended up being my least favorite part because I got stuck on all of them. Yeah. And I got so fucking angry. Fuck me. 
Um, but you brought this up, and I wanted to circle back to this. The cool thing about the puzzles is at least I wasn't running around with my ass cheeks clenched like I was when I was outside. Because, dude, there, I'll give it credit. Like, I didn't find it as scary today as I probably would have 25 years ago, but there are moments. It's got that classic static, right, where you turn your radio on yeah. and you're running around yeah. outside. And there, there are moments where it is a creepy fucking game. I found the hospital the creepiest because I, I find hospitals creepy to begin with. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, even outside, like you said, these giant open areas. And it was remarkable when it would go from daytime with the fog to nighttime. How, yeah. how, how not scary daytime with the fog felt. Right. Once yeah. you got out of the nighttime. What, what they did really well in this game is the sound design and the music. And uh, they, they pulled this trick a lot where they introduced the static of the monsters and kind of like the, the you know, kind of anxiety driving music of the fights and stuff when you encounter enemies. But then they'll do that in certain rooms where you'll enter a room and it'll just be like the, the courtyard of the school with the tower, the oh. tower. It's just, it's constantly playing like at some kind of, music that you're like is something here and it like it changes everything when you put the two the silver and the gold plate in the music changes and it's this like high anxiety kind of pulsing yeah. sound design soundscape and you're like is something in here like i don't i don't know and you, you get freaked out just being in some of these areas or like certain rooms you'll just open a door and there'll be like just some heart pounding music playing and you're like something like you're you're standing with your gun ready waiting for something to come at you and nothing's there and it's just certain rooms where they'll do like the the exploding light bulbs or the banging on the door when you enter oh. or go to leave a room kind of thing so what still the some fuck? really good like scary design sound wise yeah agreed agreed 100 percent. and i will give it all the credit in the world there were numerous instances where i'd be in a room i'd come into a room and then i'd hear a bang or something and I would, yeah, I would, they paced, I would explore they paced those jump scares really well. They, yeah, and I would, it, yeah, because it didn't, it didn't overdo them. It didn't rely yeah, you, on them. You started feeling comfortable. You're like, I'm getting good at shooting or fighting, and like I'm handling these enemies really well. And then you just go in a room and there's nothing, and you turn around to go out, and it like sounds like the glass is breaking in the room, and you're like, what the fuck? And and to me, the most brilliant part of that is there is no enemy. Yeah. Nothing ever yeah. shows up. It's just fucking with you. And I thought that was yeah. spectacular. Like, so well they, done. They do the same thing with um, those little shadow children thing oh. as well. Those things are frightening, where you, you, you think they're enemies because they play the same static as an enemy, but it's these little shadow things that are squeaking like rubber ducks the, oh. and just disappear. That's... And then the worst trick they play on you is later in the game, they start being real enemies. And you're like, I've gone the whole game ignoring these things. Yeah. And now they attack me. That that little squeak they make terrifies yeah. the fuck out of yeah. me. That is the yeah. scariest noise in the game. <laughs> that little fucking squeak. Oh my god. I I thought that was really really well done and fucking yeah. terrifying. My god. That was to me the scariest part was that. And that courtyard. You're right. That dude the first time so like you get into the school for the first time and you're exploring and I and one of my favorite things Silent Hill does is when you find a map every time you try a door he makes his little notes and stuff. I I love yeah. that. I love yeah. it. And the only place I had left to go at one point was the the courtyard. And I had opened it and been like, nope, and fucking turned around and gone right back in. <laughs> and then I, I was like I actually was like stuck for a good like 10 minutes and then I yeah. realized that like oh right, I had gone Yeah, I I had gone to the courtyard and turned around and left again. So I was like, I guess now I have to go out here. And yeah. then there wasn't even anything out there that was that scary. It was just, it was yeah. the well, way it was I think designed. You fight, you fight one one of the little children, I think, at one time. Yeah. 
but or uh, something that's out there once, and there's never another enemy after that. Oh, it's so well done, and and that's where like as we're as we're shifting into the positives now, like I credit given where it is due, man. Like it, if this game came out today, sure it'd be criticized for the controls and all that kind of stuff, but I I think it'd be kind of neat that this came out 24 years ago. Like I. That's why I can't bring myself to really give it a bad score because I I have way 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 too much respect for what this game did for the genre when Absolutely. it came out. Yeah, it, I've never played anything. I, I don't know if I've played anything like this now except Silent Hill Three. If I had played this when it came out, I certainly would have never played anything like it back then. Yeah, um, and that's I mean that's what's you know part of its legacy is like this is what makes the the playstation such a great system is like you have games like this and and like the 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 plethora of like other horror games like nightmare creatures and sure. clock tower and, and uh and like resident evil like it just it kind of fits in like this is the genre of games you like like this is just a, an excellent um kind of change of pace from all those other games that yeah. still offers you like a scary experience and and you know a psychological horror kind of experience that fits between it's not a game where you're constantly running and hiding it's not a game where you're constantly shooting and fighting it's kind of a mixture of the both totally and and that's where like not to circle back on it again but that's where i feel the need to defend uh the tank controls i just think they work so yeah, well I, in a game I like did this find, like like i said like when i started i was like okay yeah like i'm running into walls and i'm doing dumb stuff and camera changes i'm I'm running and then I'm flipping backwards when the camera changes and stuff. But then after a while, you just you master it and you get back in that groove. And especially like you said, you playing and I was I played over like a few days, kind of spread out between almost a week at one point, and uh, and I would get back into it, going like ah, I'm gonna have to you know remember what I'm doing, where I am, and I just jumped right back into it and I keep playing. And by the end of it, you know, like I'm like I, I want to keep playing something like this. Totally. And it and it and it legitimately just adds to that tension. Like if you were if you were yeah. in the school, uh, with these little demon kids following you around, or you're in the hospital with the creepy nurses, or even outside in the street with those fucking zombie dog thingies following you around. Like if you had the ability to like full on sprint and climb on stuff and turn around and like yeah. snipe and shit. Like to me, like the the it, it's it clearly. Sometimes we use the analogy of like the game development is a pie and they have to divide up the pie amongst all the like the sound and the controls and everything. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. clearly combat was not a big slice of the pie. And yeah, like what's I, scary about it is you have to you have to square up to everything. Like yeah. you can't just like run quick turn and, and you know, you have to literally especially in those early parts where you you're relying heavily on that pipe. Yeah. Or any of the melee weapons, you got to square up to these dogs and time it so that, you know, when they jump at you, you're smashing them out of the air, stomping them on the ground. Totally. And and I think that, that uh, so I ended up, I, I found myself, at least for the first like three quarters of the game, uh, I ran 99% of the time. And then near the end in the hospital, I started using up all my ammo against all those nurses because I got stuck in that. Yeah. Dude, in that final hospital where it's like basically going to every room in this hospital until you find a key. And mm -hmm. then go back to every room until you can figure out what yeah, door yeah. that key was for. And the, the one, yeah, the one door that warps you back to the first floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it finally got to the point where I was like, I'm gonna have to fight some of these nurses because it's it, we're not, yeah. we're not outside in the wide open like the mean streets of Silent Hill. Like we're in these narrow little hallways now, and I well, can't get yeah, past any. The, the, the later hospital near the end, where you're in like the uh, the other world kind of Silent Hill, and it's not the hospital um, floors; it's those like red metal and there's only two of them on either side you really can't run past them in no those, in those areas and so that was when i started cashing in all my bullets 
but I, yeah. I liked I liked playing three quarters of the game not fighting anybody. I thought it really because like you're just a normal guy. You're supposed to just be this normal dude. Yeah, and uh, I really thought that that added to it. I, I really yeah, they they really do a good job of making you feel one. You feel like the character. Yeah, um, especially what you mentioned with the um, like the chain like the writing of the map. That's a very interactive aspect that I always enjoy. Silent Hill is you constantly pulling up that map, going, okay, like, am I heading in the right direction? Yeah. Have I checked all these rooms? And you're crossing them off, and you really feel like I'm doing this. I'm the one exploring. I'm I'm in the shoes of this character doing yeah. this, yeah. and that he's not like very proficient with anything like anybody could swing a you know a, an axe or a pipe at something and try to kill it he doesn't do it particularly fast or or well but you can kind of uh get the timing of everything and and, and just kind of slog through it or you can just run past and, and kind of avoid things totally i i think uh, a big a big part of what makes this game and silent hill as scary as they are is the fact that like you're not like listen resident Evil 4 is one of my favorite games of all time i know you love that game too but like, you never feel helpless playing as Leon, you know. Like you can no, feel you, outnumbered. You get overwhelmed at times. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But you're like, this yeah. guy is a world class assassin type secret agent, right? Whereas yeah. I'm like, Harry does my taxes. Like this guy, <laughs> like this guy has no fucking powers at all. And yeah, I Harry, and I think Harry's it, a divorced man with a found child. Yeah, and if and if and he's clearly not a very good father because he lost his kid in this fucking <laughs> town. But like, if he had all these abilities. Uh, it, it really would take away from the scare. So I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed um, all of that. I also want to say, too, uh, I love the cheesy voice acting. I know some will criticize it, but you can never have enough fromage on voice acting in my books. And I didn't this find one, it that bad. I, dude, I thought there were some scenes where he's, like, talking to people. There's one scene, I don't remember who he's talking to, but he's like, I'm not joking around. I want my daughter. And it was like, most people would be like, I'm not, I'm done fucking around. Where the fuck yeah. is my kid? And Harry, it's like, he's, it's like, he's like, I asked for diet Coke. This yeah, is regular. Right? This is a mild inconvenience. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, your adopted kid is missing in this town full of zombie dogs. Freak out found, a little I, bit. I found the worst voice actor was the, the interactions with, uh, with Kaufman. And if you've done, if you do the, um, the side quest, you, you interact with them a lot more. And that was kind of like, eh, okay, this is really bad. But the, the best one was um, the nurse, Lisa. She was great. She had the, she was the best, but I felt like she was the most useless character where I was like, what, what is she doing here? Like, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Here? I like, I got the, so like, again, I might've misunderstood this plot. I, I, but like, I got the impression that like the main reason she was there was as like a way to just explain to you what went on in this hospital, Pretty like much, that yeah. they were basically doing this the, this the, weird the fact witchery. She can't leave. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. Like there's this duality where she's like, Harry's like, come with me to this thing. She's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Just stay here. I guess you're right because like, um, the cop was an idiot, and Harry wasn't that scary or that scared of anything apparently, and the the uh, what was her name like the crazy witchcraft lady. Dahlia. Yeah. Uh, she was okay, but I thought she was like cliche as fuck. You know yeah. what I like? The like, hey, hey, Crazy hey, call, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like she's going to throw cats at you any second now. Like, <laughs> um, But you're right. Like I thought the nurse, like I thought the, the voice actress was actually really good and she seemed dialed in. But then it was like, you don't really need to be here outside of kind yeah, of pushing yeah, the story along. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. But I, I loved it. I love, 
I'm all about my cheesy voice acting. And I thought it was cheesy yeah. and I and I enjoyed the shit out of it. Um also, dude, shout out to the fact that you can't fall off ledges in this one. Yeah. Because in Silent Hill that 3, I'm positive good. you used to fall off ledges all the fucking time. I believe so, yeah. Made me crazy. It's, you get like a warning, yeah, you can kind of like teeter on the edge and then you can fall if you keep pushing it. This yeah. one you can just kind of, you can hover along the edges of things and, and really scope everything out to make sure you're exploring everything. Yeah, he will not fall. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Um, Gosh, I mean, I feel like we're, ah, fuck. Every time I end an episode, somebody's like, you forgot to talk about this part of the game that I like. Is there anything we've missed that you can think of? Like, I feel like we've touched on at least most of the basics. Um, I, I really like the sewer levels. Um, we didn't talk about oh, yeah. the, uh, yeah, yeah. the like weird sewer monster mantis kind of creatures. Those were cool. Um, cause they introduced them to you and, and they, you know, they, they, they're a bit stronger when you see them, but then when you are there later or longer, uh, they start coming down from the ceiling and you just oh. run past them. They like, and they keep following you, and they'll keep trying to dive at you. And uh, that was pretty cool. That was done really well. Dude, I like that. Agreed. The first time one of those things fell off the roof on me, it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Because I was used to fighting them on the ground, and I was like, "Where yeah. in the fuck is it?" And then it drops yeah. down and hurts it just me. Just drops down and grabs you. Fucking scared yeah. the piss out of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually too. I want it. Sorry, just what we're talking about shit that was scary. Uh, I know you don't spend a lot of time there, but the fucking amusement park. That place is scary as fuck, too. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it, old, I felt, I felt ben, underwhelmed because of like how much the third one utilizes it. Totally. Um, so I was kind of like, ah, oh, this is, I mean, this, if you play it in the reverse order and, and gone one to three, you go, oh, awesome. Like they've expanded on that, on this like uh, uh, carnival area, but yeah. uh, amusement park. But this, I felt it was like underutilized. Like you pretty much just run around and then find the, the thing and fight Sybil. And it was kind of, that was it. Yeah, I would have liked to have spent more time there, even though it was creepy. Yeah. I feel like there was too yeah. much time spent in the hospital, which was also creepy. Not yeah. quite enough time spent in the in the. Amusement. You could have cut down time um, checking locked doors. And yeah, you could have given me more. Could have eliminated out 20 in the doors. Open. Yeah. yeah, you yeah, could have given me more out in the open enemy. Because that, that part's scary because it, it seems to go on forever, like wherever you go. And it's pretty linear because you can only go one way. You know, everything starts to get cut off. But yeah. it's the game really excels at that. Like, you don't know what's out there. You keep hearing the radio, you know, kind of go off to, to the left. You go, like, if I'm going to go that way, there's an enemy. Go this way. And you can kind of hear another one pop up. And you're you're navigating through, you know, the fear of the unknown kind of thing. Totally. And that's where the game really excels. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I um, A couple of minor things, too, I, I forgot to bring up. I just made notes here that I wanted to... Minor complaints. Number one, uh, I hate that uh, maps are missable. I missed one um, when I came out of the, the mall. Which, by the way, when I went to the mall where the two escalators are, I was like, holy fuck, is this the mall from Silent Hill 3? And people in the chat were like, oh. And I was like, wow, because I did start to yeah. see the, the connections. Yeah. But I, but I yeah. missed a map there somewhere, and I don't know where. And so when I came out to the, the, like, the mean streets of Silent Hill, but in the dark version... I was just running around like a donkey because I had no map and I didn't know where to go. And someone in the chat was like, you missed the map. And I was like, if you like, d dude, these maps, like th this, I'm not going to say this game is unplayable without a map, but I'm telling you right now, if you've never tried to play without a map on your first run, it can get incredibly frustrating and a lot less fun really fast. It, there, is, there is parts in the game where you just don't have a map too. I yeah. don't remember. Somebody said I missed one. I don't know. I, I looked everywhere and I couldn't find one. Yeah, I don't remember there being one for that, that area because that's right when you fight the moth or, or the um 
the worm, right? Yeah, you come out so from fighting get, the worm or whatever, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there's literally only one spot. You go up the escalator, you go into the one door, into the other, the jewelry store, and then you try to go to the enemy and you fall through the floor and it starts that fight. So I don't know. I don't know if there even is a map. I don't know. If there, well, if there's not, there fucking should have been. Because I ran around like an idiot <laughs> for half an hour trying to figure where the fuck to go I, in the I dark. I could be wrong, but I don't, I don't remember. I know there's a few spots where they just don't give you a map. Okay. Well, then maybe I didn't miss one. Maybe there just wasn't one there. Because I was getting pretty pissed off. I was like, where yeah. the fuck do I have to go? It all looks the same because it's all dark. Ah, fuck me. Um, the yeah, other... I, felt, I felt like that part was really linear. Like you can go kind of around, but you, really you just go up the escalator and then there's like a few door. Everything's locked except no. two, two doors. No, no, not in right? the mall. It was after that. Like when I got back outside and I think I had to make my way back to the hospital and I could not find the hospital and I was in the nighttime, the dark world and oh, I could weird. not okay. find the hospital. Yeah. Fuck that's me. Weird. Fuck. I was mad. Uh, the other thing I wanted to complain about, and I will not move off. I'm, I'm, I bet you're. I'm taking a point off the game for this. Near the end, you're in that hospital, I think, and there's a fridge with like a sword in it and a chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you, you take, take the dagger in it, and yeah, the thing kills. Bullshit! You. If you take yeah. the dagger out without using a yeah. bracelet on the fucking chain to seal it, <laughs> this creature yeah. just kills you. And I yeah. died and lost like a whole bunch of progress. I was fucking yeah. hot. That's a great, yeah, I love that, though. That's that's excellent stuff because it's like a thing that they, they haven't done, they don't do, and they literally just do it one time. You know and, what? Uh, yeah. If, if, there had been a, if there had been a notepad to save right outside of that room, yeah, I wouldn't sure. be mad at all. But I didn't get a yeah. notepad. I didn't use the notepad for like 30 minutes. Sure. And then this fucking thing killed me. And of course you're going to yeah. take the fucking... You see a yeah, broken course. chain yeah. and you it's, see a sword. Up, yeah. Of course you're going to take it. They, they they bait you that way that they go, oh, the chain's uh, broken here. Do you want to take this knife? Oh, I was fucking like, yeah, hot. I do. When it killed me, I was I, I rage quit my stream. I was like, I need a break. What in the fuck was that? <laughs> Suck it, it my ass. It doesn't kill you until you try to leave the room, right? Yeah. Or does it kill you No, right I don't away? remember. I don't it doesn't. I don't know. I, I, I think I, it's when you turn to go out. Because when you put the bracelet on, it doesn't trigger until you try to leave and it bangs on the right. Oh, on a thing. So I they, think, yeah, don't think it kills you right away. And then, like, and the worst part was like, so if you've never played it. It's a fridge with like two two chains hanging off it, and the chain yeah. looks like it's broken. The yeah. you you would never, if you'd never played that game before, you would never think to use a bracelet to latch that chain. Right. You know, like if you I had mean, a, it, if, if you had a lock in your inventory, sure, maybe. Yeah. But a like bracelet, the bracelet, the bracelet makes sense if they've given you the option to think about it but they present it like oh this chain is hanging and then it's immediately do you want to take this knife and yeah they're like yeah i want to take this knife you don't get the chance to go let me look through my inventory and see maybe i got something for this oh uh, i was fucking pissed so i'm glad <laughs> i got a chance to rant about that because that was bullshit <laughs> fuck you yeah. fridge monster i hope you're still i think in i think i i know uh, i think i know exactly where you missed the map now that i'm thinking about it it's on the on the little board as you come out because after you beat that worm you go there's like a isn't there like a little destroyed kind of building i think i don't remember yeah there's like a little concrete structure and then i think yeah you go into the street and there's a there's like a little community board and that's where the map is so i, I know exactly where you missed it that that frustrates me like i understand yeah. that like you need I, i'm fine with having to find the map but like sure. i mean they kind of served it up for you there i know and i know i missed it <laughs> but like if dude if you've never played the game before and it doesn't matter if it's the daytime or the nighttime because in the nighttime yeah. you can't see and in the daytime the fog makes it so you can't see uh, if you don't yeah. know the area, you can be fucked really fast sure. yeah. without that map. And you're just running around like an idiot. And then I Did can't figure ever... out even how to go back to the map. I was, fuck, I was mad. 
did you ever um because there's like a mechanic in the game of like shutting off your flashlight to stop enemies from coming at you did you ever utilize that at all i didn't realize i could turn the flashlight off until right near the end of the game and then i was stuck okay. yeah i was stuck on something and so i was just mashing buttons to see if i could get something to happen and then i think it was I like just, circle turned my la- my light off and i was like oh fuck so. I was just curious based on your ability to find maps about maybe you didn't Yeah, have yeah no on. shit. No, I wish I had known that earlier, but um no, I I didn't I didn't realize that, but I never found this I the the the, the enemies went from like awesome to like a minor hindrance. Like I yeah. never found them to be any anywhere close to like taking away from my enjoyment of the game. Right. Uh, my... I think the only place it really helps is like uh when you're in the hospital with the nurses if you're trying to like sneak up on them to do melee stuff yeah that makes it a little easier and, but and, it's so frightening to walk towards stuff in the darkness yeah totally yeah and I, especially when you can hear that static from your fucking radio yeah which is still like the i i think the 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 radio static mechanic is the single greatest great. yeah. aspect of silent hill yeah i just really think that good. is such a brilliant system and i can't i assume that it's in silent hill too absolutely and I can't wait to hear how they implement it with like a new PS5 version where they could do a little bit more like surround sound with it and stuff. Like, do the do the PS5 controllers have like a speaker in them or anything? Yeah, they do. So that'd be really cool. Yeah, it could. Yeah, you're right. Maybe right it'll there. talk Just out of the speaker. The, yeah, come out of the speaker. That'd be wicked. Yeah, that's sick. It's gonna be cool, man. Um, I'm almost worried it's gonna be too much for me. Like, I'll be honest with you, dude. Like, I didn't find this game brutally scary. There were a few moments when they made the weird sounds yeah. and shit that scared me. But yeah, that yeah. fuck that courtyard. But yeah. to to play this like I I just played the Dead Space remake it was awesome I played Resident Evil Four remake it was awesome I I feel like this one in that new remake with the new graphics everything yeah would would push the push the envelope for being too much for me yeah especially with like the really extreme like darkness aspect of like using a sh- uh, using the flashlight and if you're including like the over the shoulder kind of aiming at body parts aspect of it with the with the creature design of silent hill because that one thing i always find about these early games is if you look at the artwork for these monsters they look fantastic but then in game they're just kind of blocky like weird things totally yeah like, like especially like those uh, like those like monkey people that you see later oh, on like, yeah, yeah. Humans. i'm like they just look foolish and they sound weird but i'm sure the artwork for them looks like horrifying 100 percent. yeah and so if you you had that like visual aspect to it i think would be uh really cool yeah and i like when i say that it's gonna be too scary like that is not a criticism that's just i'm a pussy and some things are just too much for me i feel like these might be like i think i think again i i like resident evil a little bit better but i think silent (laughs) hill does the concept of of horror and being scary better than resident evil does and it would be really really like i'm really even if I don't play it, if I decide it's going to be too much and I don't play it, I'm really excited for Silent Hill fans and for Silent Hill 2 Remake. And I really I hope it's everything that like Resident Evil 2 Remake was for Resident yeah, Evil fans. Yeah, nice. it would be nice for the fans in the community to get like a win on that. That totally. would be great. Yeah, I... Because I see because I, I they tried a lot like especially I think what might have really hurt the franchise was like the two movies like the first movie I thought was really good it was done it felt like it was done with a lot of fan service and then that second movie was not very good okay. and I think that it kind of suffered like the Batman treatment where it was just there was too much coming out media that didn't do good and and then nobody wants to take a chance on it sure yeah yeah no it's uh yeah I find it odd like I mean I guess the obvious answer is that it's fucking Konami and. I don't know what the fuck Konami's doing anymore. I don't know what the fuck's up with that Silent Hill 4. 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can blame Silent Hill 4. Because I don't yeah. understand. Like, I just... Again, I've only got two games of experience with it, but I'm like, the, they both seem like good games. I don't understand where yeah. this franchise went. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, they just... I, it just it has some weird... Like, it's just... It's got a little bit of dirt on it later on. It's kind of tainted with what they try to do with it, I feel like. And it, I, I, I feel like... Um, there's some good stuff later on, um, but there, I don't know. It just feels like nothing lives up to the peak of like two, two and three. Like it's like one, two, three, it's really good. And then it just kind of seems to, to peter off a sure. bit. Uh, and then the movies and it just, I think it's just one of those things that they just try to do too much with the franchise that didn't ever kind of bring it back. And, yeah. and a remake, it would be the perfect thing to like really bring it back and, and make something scary. And then they can go, Hey, we're going to redo one or we're going to redo sure you know because because that's the other thing too like just thinking about it is like a lot of like i've only i've never played the original version of silent hill 3 i only played the hd collection version and right. i thought it was fine but i had no original experience to compare it to i know a lot of people hate the silent hill hd collection and so it's yeah. like you have that. You have this movie that people apparently didn't like. You have Silent Hill 4 that apparently some people didn't like. And then I remember the PT demo that everybody loved and then it died. Yeah. And yeah, it, and I think that's part of it is like, yeah, there's that. Like, we all thought that was going to be really great and then that gets canceled. And, and it's just weird because, like, Resident Evil has had some missteps, but it keeps coming back. And I would argue that, like, it's his – I mean – Dude, I I I think the three best Resident Evil games ever made are seven, two remake, and four remake, and those are three of like the last four games to come out mm -hmm. or four or five. Like it's they're back yeah. in a big way and with technology and with the advancements in consoles, like the and, and, horror yeah, genre should be I mean. bigger like, than ever. Where where they reinvented Resident Evil because I mean that doesn't happen unless you you change how Resident Evil's played, right? With sure. Resident Evil Four, it was it was a game changer, right? Yeah. I, d I don't feel like Silent Hill ever really did that. The biggest thing they did with, I think, um, I think it's Shattered Memories, the remake of one, was for the Wii. They did a, um, and then they did PSP and uh, PlayStation 2 ports. Um, there's these combat, oh no, I think I'm thinking of a different one. Um, one of them, you, you, you have these non-combat situations where you just have to keep running, and it's awful. Like, it, it's it's scary, but there's there's no way to fight anything. You're just constantly running and navigating and making these quick choices. Um, and, and that was, that really detracted from the game. I felt like, um, I think, is that shattered memories? I think it's shattered memories. They just, uh, I just, I like, and, and so like where they could have been reinventing, they went a weird way with it. And it just, I don't know. It feels, it feels, I, I'd like to revisit Silent Hill Origins because I think that one might've been good, but I, just, I haven't played I, it since I, it came out. I just, I just like, I'm, I'm a huge, I, 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 I've, I've been begging for a new F zero for like 30 years. And people that listen to the show know that. Punch Out as well. So, like, I get it. I get Silent Hill fans that I feel like they've just been forgotten about forever. And I'm really right, just, yeah. two games in, I'm like, I'm where the fuck did this franchise go? These are fine. Yeah. I'm really yeah. shocked. And I really, I, I gotta, like, we're gonna wrap this show up. We're just rambling now. But let me just say, like, I, I just want, whether I decide to play Silent Hill, Silent Hill 2 Remake, I, first of all, I want y'all to know, I, I, I promise, I promise, I don't know when, but before this show is done, I I promise I will review Silent Hill 2. I promise. Patrick, you're probably going to get tagged I'll for just that put one. it I'll put it on everyone else. Like if, if people want it, I mean they got to vote for it, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Let's make it happen. Let's make, make, you know, let's make the campaign fair and square. We got we got we got to Metal Gear Solid 3, right? Oh fuck. So, Silent I mean, no, never those if words If we can get there, 
Metal Gear Solid is not to be get, said on this show, that, sir. The community made that happen. If they oh, can make man. that happen, we can make Silent Hill 2 happen. It will happen, I promise. Uh, but I just want to say that, like, there is every chance Silent Hill 2 is too scary for me. I'm just saying that. And if it is, that's fine. Maybe I don't play it. But I just want you all to know that, like, I'm I'm pulling for, for all of you Silent Hill 2 fans. All you Silent Hill I fans. Love, I'm I would pulling love for you. somehow like Silent Hill 4, beat 2, and you had to play that instead. <laughs> <laughs> just never play 2. I love it. Uh, okay, we got to score this thing. Um, I don't have any ideas. I'm just looking. Do you have any ideas on a scoring system before I come up with something out of my ass? Um, I'm just looking. Otherwise, if we're no. going to go with something lame, we're going to go with like... Uh, oh, you know what? Okay, how many years has it been since the Silent Hill game came out? Uh, according, to, according to the Wikipedia page, PT was considered a Silent Hill game. The demo. Was it ever a full game? It just, no, yeah, it was just the like demo, demo. Just right? the demo. Okay. But we're going to count that because they're counting it on the Wikipedia page, and I trust okay. Wikipedia. So that was 2014, and now it's 2023. So we'll go out of nine. Nine years since your okay. franchise was acknowledged. Um, and don't come at me with Silent Hill Ascension. I see it here on the list. I don't even know what the fuck this is. doesn't count. We're going nine. Leave my scale alone. Uh, out of nine, Patrick, what would you score the original PS1 Silent Hill? I would say, I want to say eight, but I think, I say seven and a half. All right. Uh, no, no, I don't know. It's, I'm going to say eight. it's, it's still a good game. Like playing through it was still great and it's it's one of those things that like on original hardware with nothing else no internet nothing like it's a it's a great game to be in that environment and in that atmosphere and it's still like i found playing through it this time and knowing like a lot of what happens and, and um you know knowing the overall um kind of story and arc and everything and all the places i'm going to go to and what to expect i still found myself like scared while playing it in, 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 in places. And that to me is like the sign of, of something that's held up over time. Like, uh, you know, graphics and everything aside, like it, it's still, a, it's a game that defines the genre and, and, uh, you know, I, without it, I don't think there's a, a lot of stuff that we love. And, and, uh, I think, I think it deserves uh, an eight. All right. Yeah. No, sound logic. I, um, I'll be honest, like, I'm not docking at any points for not experiencing it in its prime. Even though I do think it was better experienced back then, I'm not going to dock at points for that. I'm going to give it, like, a... I'm, I'm going to give it, like, a 7. I like... I liked it. I liked it. I, I, I'm I telling you right now, I don't give a fuck. That that instant death out of the fridge is losing it a point. That was garbage. Go fuck yourself. I don't I, care. I think, honestly, when we, we talked the other day about it and I was wrapping it up, I, at that point, I would have done 7. And then as we talked about it and getting to talk to somebody about it, it kind of boosted like my love for it going back to you know when i first played it and how scared i was um, you know and and just kind of reminiscing about the whole franchise as a whole i think it's just kind of i enjoy it yeah no i i i have have a lot of respect for it like i'll be honest i don't know not like if i'm speaking completely from a personal perspective like not my favorite game like i'll probably never play it again it was good it was fine but i i uh I, I have a, I have so much respect for what this game did for the genre, and uh, as much as I'm a I'm a big Resident Evil fan, I'm like 
this does some stuff that I would love to see Resident Evil do more of. Yeah, I, I mean, if you, like it goes hand in hand, right? It's like if you're a person that likes these kinds of games, this it's like an absolute you have to play the, the series. Sure. Um, I, I'm, dude, that's another thing I have to say is like, I am shocked that this game is not available anywhere. Like at least this, at least, listen, I know people hate the HD collection, but at least if you want to play two and three, you can, you can buy them. Like at least yeah. there's a way to like, this is not on right. PS plus. This isn't on PSN. It's not on Xbox. Like, yeah, it's, it's not on it's steam. Weird. It's dead. And yeah. I'm, I'm shocked yeah. because this is like, it, it, it feels I, like a legacy collection. Type yeah, thing, right? at least, I, it feels like at least all the first four should be available. Like in I, a collection somewhere. Totally. Like I know the Hall of Fame has become a bit of a joke around. Remember the game with Mark and everything, but like I, I genuinely feel like Silent Hill is a Hall of Fame video game for what it has done for this genre. It's just yeah, like the original absolutely. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Like they belong exactly. in a Hall it's, of it's Fame. Genre defying franchise. And and it's just and dead. it definitely has a legacy and a place in 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 these types of games. Yeah. And yeah, it is. It's disappointing that like. It doesn't get much better, you know, after four, I feel like. I, I'm going to have to revisit some of these, but um, it, it is disappointing. But in a, in the same sense, it's like, well, you have the ones you love, you know? like Totally, yeah. Two and three, you, know, you can play through them, and they, they still exist, and, and it doesn't take away from those games that it hasn't had a, a revitalization. There's always going to be those great games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just yeah, I hope that uh, I hope we did this this justice. And if we missed anything, I apologize. But I want you to know that, like to all you Silent Hill fans out there, uh, I see you. I respect. I, I have a lot of respect Make for your game. It's uh, it's not yeah. Eventually, Silent Hill Two will happen, and uh, and we'll go from there. Uh, Patrick, we got fuck me an hour and five. I thought this would be like a forty-five minute podcast. An hour and five minutes. Yeah, let's, holy fuck. let's bang it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no shit. Um, Patrick, you stay busy. You you do you do the old creating and everything. What uh, what are you up to, and where can people find your stuff? Yeah, uh, mostly just on Instagram. Uh, I make music as Burger Finger. I'm also in a hip hop duo called uh, Discount Line Safari. The best, best uh, name. Working on working on music, playing shows, so you can find all that stuff uh, over there. Hell yeah! And there'll yeah. be there'll be links to it in the uh, description of this podcast as well. So cool. uh, check that out there. And uh, buddy. Good talking to you, and uh, I, I don't know. I guarantee you, the next time you're on the show, it's either going to be Silent Hill 2 or a Game Boy game. I guarantee Perfect. it. I just don't know which one yet. But no, uh, I want to live my life. Yeah, fucking A. Good talking to you, man. That was fun. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Patrick, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking Silent Hill and to every single one of you nerds listening to this. Whether this was your first to remember the game or maybe your 264th, thank you so much for giving us a chance. For, for real, like there's so many retro gaming shows out there and that you decided to give us a shot warms my heart. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. If you uh, if you like this show, leave us a good review, would you? I'm not sure what they accomplish, but I know all the other shows ask for them, so I'm going to do the same. And I, they make me feel good. When I'm sitting here, uh, laying in the in the bath in the bubble bath, spending a little time with me, myself, and I, I read your nice reviews, and uh, yeah, they're good. Uh, and if you want more of these, 
There are more. There are hundreds more. Patreon.com slash remember the game. Start at $3 a month. All ad free right there on your phone. You can finally listen on fucking Spotify, which is dope. Uh, hit up rememberthegamepodcast.com. You'll find a link to our Spotify Patreon feed. You can scroll through the entire catalog and see what's in there if you want. We drop up to four additional shows per week. It's fucking good times. Uh, on that note, I'll be back tomorrow for all our Patreons with my Sea of Stars spoiler-free review. Really looking forward to that. Game patch on Friday. And then another slab of podcasts next week. Um, I'm on Twitch. If you want to come by and say hi, twitch.tv slash member the game. That would be really neat whenever I get on there. And uh, check out Patrick's music and stuff. You can find the links in the description of the show. Patrick's a good dude. Very creative. And uh, tell him I sent you. That'd be really neat. I think that's good. That's enough plugs. That's enough this episode. That'll do. Uh, I am going to thank some patrons and get out of here. I will be back tomorrow with my Sea of Stars review for all of our patrons. Uh, have a great day. Thanks. Or a great night. Great morning. Whatever time it is. Wherever you is. Thanks for listening. And I will talk to you next week. Remember the game 265 which will be Sonic 3 and Sonic Knuckles, Sonic and Knuckles, whatever. You know, the, the combo, the lock-on technology. Uh, revisited. Going to be a good time. All right? Take it easy, everybody. Cheers. So long. Goodbye. Remember the game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the senior executive vice president level or higher at patreon.com slash remember the game. And as such, I am contractually obligated to thank them as quickly as possible. So a huge, huge thank you to Makeshift Mellow Magic Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, The Keegs, James Clark, Dave McGee, Dan of DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Doran, Chris Fleury, Andrew Wright, Jordan, Fraser Burns, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Scott Brooks, Aaron Lawson, Nathan Tromblay, A-Town Morgan, Zane Donovan, Ryan Kinchin, Mike Maloney, G9PSX, Mercury869, Wolfgang, Darren, Andy Hudson, Doogie, Wolf Magic 21 Johnny from Virginia, Squints, Titan420, Zonko504, Jeff Bergeron, Captain N, Daniel, Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Sir Francis Cake, Just a Fish, Trevor Leahy, Gonzalo, Holmes, Zach Shacker, Dex... Zach Shepard, that was that was ugly. Ballsack T, not you, Zach. My pronouncing of your name. You're you're very attractive. Ballsack T-Bagger, Frosty Feet 492, Triple Chugger 22, Elijah Burns, It's That Nerd James, Ray San Wontonga, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalk, Mizuru, Juris Dr. Mario, Phil Lencher, Joe the Sandman, Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Nick Amos, ne Jake Carter, Thomas Childs, Biddy, Laces Out Dan, Beaver Boy, C-Spin, Thomas Smith, Nicola, Nicola, N Nicola. Dude, I'm off, I'm off Benadryls. I'm struggling here. Nicola, Leroy Westrich, Sean Ramos, Stud Still Smash, Matt Babineau, Gabe, Dan Fuselman, Fuzzy99, Decoy Man, a dude named Adam, Wyatt the Surgeon who's not a surgeon row, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Scary Terry, Storm Beagle, Antonio Echeverria, Hega Waffle, High Plains Drifter, Esteban Navarro, KH, Jimothy, Joe Stone, Chris Williams, Oroku Saki's Gardener, Puck, Scrub Tech 84, Nicole Aldena, Cody Richardson, General Fury, Dem Boys on the Roof, Max Lagroom, James on Francesco, John of the Adult Children Podcast, Franklin Badge, Drugs of Ben, okay, Sam Carpenter, Donnie the Dude, Walter, Nerdy Hybrid, The Fletchman, Colin Bollinger, Sleeper Hits, Squeak Nuts, Isaiah, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Brian Neese, Christian Gabriel, Maverick Marty, Radioactive Man, Musty Beetle, Graham Kennedy, Ah My Foot, John M. Watkins, Timothy Sabrinsky, Beef Dingleberry, Hitchy Poo, Len, I think it's Len, I still don't fucking know if that's an L or an I, Bulma Simp, Chevy Boy 9211, Trevor McKee, Burt Macklin, Quiet Place Queen, Cam Nelly 23, Christopher Britt, Zamatos, Big the Cat, Oh My God, It Froze, Bobby Litton, Brandon DeZeba, Kia Pup, Knife Goes In, Guts Come Out, AB Killen, Works For Me, Dakota Guy, Alexander Camps, Neil Cooper, Tom Houlihan, Ted Explosion, Ryan Perry, Alex R, It's the Bigfoot, Lucas Valadez, Itchy Nutsuru, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Just Car Prank, Solomon Soto. 
Darth Skywalter, Postman, West Gen, Nick Creature, Adam Martinet, Nafe, The Big Deal, Dr. Nightmare 23, Kevin Monroe, Can't Destroy Her, Beers of War, Because 19, Digital Dave, Lord Longrod, Von Hugendon, The Second, Brian Weber, Frosty Pear, Max Sandin, Sour Goatface, Alex Ramos, Faded Sufferance, Benjamin Atkins, Mellow Yellow 8787, B Money, Hired Goons, Who? It's OG, Tyler Bauer, Fallen Snow Kiku, The Supreme Chose Rizzo, E-Man Trucker, Mark Sneed, That One Kid, Josh, Raging Irish, Atrio Wormwood, Shoeboxers, Adam Blank, Still is Reviewed, Mario Galaxy, Jay Callahan, Robbie Air, Guy Who Does Things, Saban, Brian Richmond, Blobby Rogers, Super Nintendo Chalmers, Glue Scappin, <laughs> Bula, Adam Blank's Evil Twin, Matt Zeus, Buy Me Bone Storm, Plow King, Cesar, Filling My Mouth With Farts, Liquor Like Luigi, Cody Thompson, Uncanny, Elephant Cab, Scissorfist, Big Daddy Randall, Ryan Whitcomb, Flinny123, Austin from Past to Present Player Podcast, Lord State Puffed, Johnny Zubu81, AJ Mukherjee, Lotus, Philip Ramsey, Nothing Could Possible I Go Wrong, Alex McIntyre, Bearded Bastard, Occupied Ace, Eric Hopewell, and Andrew Rodman. Nailed the last one. Thank you so much, everybody, for the support. Talk to you on the next one. Cheers. <laughs>